you're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, my lovely listeners. Welcome to the first day of the year 2023. (laughs) I'm so glad to be bringing this episode to you. How are you? As I was thinking about what I might want to talk about today, the thought that came to my mind was, let's talk about goals. But I said no, because I talked about that last year. And if you haven't, and you're setting goals, you're setting intentions, I invite you to check out that episode. I will include a link to the show notes. What I really wanted to share today is from my heart. As I'm learning to hone in on my own voice and trust myself more as a thought leader, as a coach for moms and women who are ready to thrive, who are ready to say no to society's expectations and shoulds and have tos, I really wanted to share and talk about what happens when you stop people pleasing. And that's why I titled this episode Mindset Shifts to Help You Thrive. Because I feel or I think that by focusing on these three mindset shifts that I'm going to share, it's going to change everything for you in this new year. I promise. Now I know many of you have probably made resolutions, set goals, made vows, or intend to. None of that matters if you are doing it with the wrong intention. And I think this podcast episode is going to give you what you need and you're going to want to listen to it over and over throughout the year because I think it's going to be a good one. So something amazing happened last year when I, 2021, towards the end, I had decided I wasn't going to call myself a recovering people pleaser anymore. And last year, something really interesting happened. I wasn't expecting it. And I want to share that story with you and the three mindset shifts that helped me. Back then, I didn't understand the connection. And until I sat down to really think about how was I able to achieve my goals at the end of the year, then it occurred to me that these three shifts were pivotal in that work. At the end of 2021, I decided to stop calling myself a recovering people pleaser. I didn't share about it. I just kept it to myself because I really wasn't sure how I wanted to navigate the experience yet. And then one day, I realized that every time I thought about recovering from people-pleasing, I was filled with a deep sense of shame and a little bit like, "Mm, I'm trying to hide and I'm feeling sorry for myself. And if you've heard me talking about people-pleasing, you'll know that people-pleasing is a bit of a (laughs) mind-bender because while you as a people-pleaser may feel like you're stuck, you really aren't. You are kind of manipulating other people to your advantage. So even though the behavior started as a child to keep you safe, for most people, it's no longer playing that role. It's now manipulative. (laughs) I want you to sit with that for a moment. Because when you think about it, for me, up until that moment, everything I ever learned about people-pleasing or stopping people-pleasing was wrapped up in shame. Just knowing that the behavior that I was displaying 
was not helping anybody. It was kind of selfish. And I remember just feeling quite embarrassed by it. I even went to therapy to fix this. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. So anyway, calling myself a recovering people pleaser didn't take away that shame. It just kept me trying to figure out what the rules were for recovering people pleasers. Like how much people pleasing was I allowed to do? When was it okay? When was it not? It was a lot of ping ponging in my head. And one day I was just journaling and I asked myself, who would I be without people pleasing? And how far away from that woman am I? Wouldn't you know, that's when I discovered it wasn't about the people pleasing at all. The issue was that I had made myself wrong for people pleasing. And this is a classic example of shame if you follow Brene Brown's work. So for me, using recovery made it okay to continue to work on quote-unquote fixing myself. So if you're struggling in this area, even if you're not a people pleaser, I bet you that you're going to benefit a lot from the mindset shifts that I'm going to share with you. Calling myself a recovering people pleaser made me socially acceptable. But this was just people pleasing wearing six-inch heels, and red lipstick. <laughs> now you're probably thinking, well, it's not such a bad idea. What's the big deal? But if you follow Dr. Brene Brown's work, one of her quotes that I really love, it says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. For me, this was an eye-opening experience because I knew where the shame was hiding. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to unshame people-pleasing. And that's when everything changed. I recognized that there was a lot of inner child healing that needed to happen, someone who needed to be seen and forgiven and loved and I gave her a seat at the table of my life because she is a part of me. And I also just started to douse her with empathy. There was no more secrecy or silence or judgment. It was like, hey, I see you. I welcome you. And then I did the three things that I'm sharing with you today. So let's get started. First things first, you must change your internal dialogue about and with yourself. Now, one thing that I see with women, especially moms, is this struggle with a lot of self-judgment. Many of us speak very unkindly to ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves when it comes to everything. For example, you get upset at your child and then you judge yourself for getting upset and yelling. And then the next time you don't yell and then you judge yourself for not being stern enough, end quote. And then you think you're the worst mom ever and your child is going to fail and then they're going to end up on the street. Can you see how this can mess with you? Can you see how this can cause a lot of stress and tiredness and overwhelm all the time? Imagine the negative thoughts going on in your brain on a daily basis. We must change how we talk to ourselves, especially in the moments when we don't meet our expectations. No matter how many times you think you failed, you must continue to give yourself the same amount of love and compassion as you would someone you loved. I remember singing a song while I was growing up and it said something about loving your neighbor as yourself. And recently, I've just been observing how many of us have made our neighbors more deserving of love 
than ourselves. And it's hurting us as a collective of women in society. I want you to remember that the world mirrors back to you in public how you treat yourself in private. The world mirrors back to you in public how you treat yourself in private. So even though something goes wrong or you think something has gone wrong and your inner dialogue with yourself is so laced with judgment, with disgust, with harshness, don't be surprised when people outside start to treat you that way. This is just the way the world works. Because you're doing that to yourself, you're opening up yourself to say, this is the way I deserve to be treated. Now imagine what it would look like if you changed your relationship with yourself. If you extended the same level of grace and compassion and empathy to yourself as you would people you love. How differently would you show up? You can sit with those questions and see what comes up for you if you want to journal through them. And come find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. I'd love to hear from you or send me an email at hello at oliveandbliss.ca and let's talk about it. The next thing you want to do is change the way you think about boundaries and saying no. Now, this is a big one because I think that as a society, we've equated boundaries and saying no to self I can't talk, to selfishness. We've equated that to something bad and something that's wrong. And I disagree. I think that boundaries and saying no are essential for any healthy relationship and life in general. Think about it this way. You wouldn't let your child just run into the street when they're oncoming vehicles, would you? But this is exactly what we do to ourselves. We run into the street every time. Thinking that this is the way we express love to other people. It's not. (laughs) It is self-sacrifice. And if you want to thrive, you must get comfortable with having boundaries and saying no. It's not for other people. It is a necessity for you. Your boundaries set the standard for how you want to live. They also remind you of who you are because sometimes our brains forget that. But if you've been practicing your boundaries, practicing where no, where the line for no is for you, your brain is going to watch for that and remind you, hey, we don't do that. Here's what I want you to consider. What if you could see boundaries and saying no as a safety net? What would change for you? How differently would you show up? These are some good questions that you can sit down and journal because they're going to change everything for you. And if you're listening to this in real time, I'm going to be hosting a workshop on January the 6th. That's this Friday on this very topic. It's my people-pleasing detox workshop. And we're going to be talking about how you can start to create an environment that makes it safe for you to feel okay with having boundaries and saying no. Because I know for so many of us, it just feels impossible because it doesn't feel safe. You can check out all the details at www.oliveandbliss.ca forward slash workshop and sign up there. I'm also going to include the link in the show notes. And if you're listening to this after, I'm sure you're going to find the replay on my page. And if not, send me an email and I will hook you up with the link. So want to change how we think about boundaries and how we say no. Now, finally, this one is for all my people setting goals and intentions for the new year. How many of those goals are loaded with shoulds and have tos? 
Now I know it might not look like that on the surface, but I want you to really think about where you want to change and ask yourself why. Why did you set that goal? Why did you set that intention? Keep asking why until you can't figure out why anymore. Then go back through your list of whys and ask yourself how many of those are tied to other people's expectations or society's expectations of you. It might not be people directly or society directly, but again, that's where the should and have to comes in. If you've set goals in the past and not followed through, this is probably the reason. Because it's almost like you're trying to get into your house, but you have the wrong key. It won't work. But many of us, because we've been depending on the shoulds and have tos, we've broken down the door to the house (laughs) and we got into the house and we hated it. This is the thing we do with dieting because we are so focused on wanting the six pack, not looking a certain way. And we force ourselves, we restrict foods, we restrict pleasure and enjoyment, we judge ourselves, and then we hated it. And I'm not undermining the experiences of people who are living in bodies that do not conform to society. That's not what I'm talking about here. That's a unique experience. But I'm talking about all of us in general. As women, where are you forcing yourself into a house that you don't have the key to, or you wouldn't even choose on a regular day, but you're doing it because that's what's expected. And if this feels intense for you, I want to invite you to soften those shoulds and have tos with could. Could, for me, opens up room for questioning and inquiry, which I find is very helpful for someone with a tendency to please others. At the end of the day, the aim is for you to take full responsibility for yourself, But if that feels like too much of a stress, then let could guide you. Instead of something like I should eat vegetables, I should sleep for eight hours a day. What if you turn around and say, I could eat vegetables, I could sleep for eight hours a day. Notice how things shift a little bit. There's a little bit of lightness with that. And then soon enough, you might find yourself saying, well, I could eat vegetables, but I choose not to right now. How fun is that? And then you get to make conscious decisions about what you do or not do with your time, with your energy, with your money, with your resources. This is a much better place to be, I promise. And I'm going to share that none of these are essential. You can still thrive this year. But for me as a people pleaser and after coaching many moms and women in general, these are the mindset shifts that I observed in them and I thought you know what it's so important for us to start paying attention because these are the subtle ways that we can cause our behaviors to change these are the subtle ways that we can start paying attention to ourselves without trying to make it such a big deal or this thing where we need to spend hours and hours manifesting and meditating on it's just an easy way to start opening that door to prioritizing yourself For me, the funny thing that happened when I started doing these was that I just became a better human. (laughs) Like things that used to bug me with my husband, my kids, my friends, my colleagues, they didn't bug me anymore. They just kind of went away. I felt comfortable saying what I needed to say without kind of feeling terrible about it. 
And I also, there were times when I cried about just making decisions that felt painful, but they were necessary. So once I started to notice this shift, that's when I decided to do it with my clients and I started calling them out. Whenever I saw people pleasing, I would just name it and then we would unshame and start exploring what they really wanted. And they too started to change in ways that they least expected. They started feeling more comfortable saying yes to themselves. People who were struggling with mom guilt just were like, no, I don't feel guilty anymore. They started treating themselves nicely. Food and body image were no longer an issue. Boundaries were not a challenge. And they were actually feeling excited about life and solving problems for themselves. And I'm going to say it's been so amazing. And I'm just in awe because I didn't think that that was what I wanted. I just wanted to not be calling myself a recovering people pleaser. But here's the ripple effect of that work. And I remember just telling my client that this is not about showing women all the places where they're broken and they need fixing, but all the places where they're letting society and people snuff out their sparks. Because my spark gets to spark another woman's spark. And then she touches somebody else and that lights up her spark too. Then we impact the people around us. Imagine if all of us felt unapologetic about the pieces of us that we've been told are wrong. Our bodies, the way we look, how we talk and walk, what we can and cannot do, our wants and desires. Imagine if we just showed up and we were unashamed of those things. The possibilities would be endless. And they are. And I'm very excited and I'm here to help as many women who are ready to take that journey with me through this podcast, through my coaching, through all the channels and every avenue that I interact with people. Because the world is waiting for us to thrive as women. And when we thrive, we can change the world. So cheers to an amazing year ahead. I cannot wait to keep serving you in the weeks to come. I'm very excited for all of the things that are happening over here at the Thriving Mom Podcast and Olive and Bliss Wellness. All right, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.